Today, we're going to be talking about five questions that came up in a group that I was invited to be a part of, and I thought you might find some of these answers valuable. Here we go. Hi, I'm Brenda Reese, freedom and forgiveness coach and a person just like you that is learning to navigate life and all of its challenges. I teach a forgiveness process like no other. It's a blend of practical and spiritual forgiveness. This process guides you into knowing how unforgiveness can be keeping you stuck in your relationships, both personally and professionally, and how it prevents you from releasing resentment and finding joy. Each week, I share practical and some not-so-practical tips, tools, and advice from myself and other people that are on this journey just like us. This is for you if you are ready to turn your pain into peace. Welcome to the Forgive Yourself Podcast. So I was invited to talk to a group of people about some questions that they had around forgiveness. And some of it's going to be like things you've heard before, but I thought it was really good questions. And I wanted to share them here with you. There's five questions. And the first question that I was asked was, how do you forgive yourself and take accountability for your actions? And I think this is a really beautiful question because it's really about responsibility. It's taking responsibility for our own thoughts and feelings, which is a really big step, especially when we've been victimized, right? But forgiving ourselves is understanding what it is that we're holding against ourselves, because we can victimize ourselves, right? So what is it that I am not forgiving myself for? This is a question to ask ourselves. So this is how do we forgive ourselves and take accountability for our actions? Well, what is it that I'm not forgiving myself for? And the way that we discover that is we write it out, right? So get out your journal. What am I not forgiving myself for? Then the next question is, where am I holding the shame, the guilt, the judgment? This is where you can journal in a paragraph form and a bullet point list, anything. But writing out, what is it I'm not forgiving myself for? What is all of those words coming out of your mouth, right, that we say about ourselves? And if you know this, where do you feel shame? Where do you feel guilt? And where do you feel judgment? Because you know, as human beings, we are very judgmental, especially about ourselves. Now, in the radical forgiveness work, there's a worksheet that is a self-forgiveness and self-acceptance worksheet that I take people through. And we start off by understanding that self-forgiveness is about guilt and self-acceptance is about shame. So we ask ourselves, this is something you can do, is where am I holding both of these and for what purpose? Okay, so self-forgiveness is about guilt. Self-acceptance is about shame. So where am I holding the shame or the guilt? And then we look at, gosh, when it comes to the guilt, is it a healthy guilt or an unhealthy guilt? And I have an episode about that, uh, a podcast episode that we will highlight in the notes. Because if it's healthy guilt, that means that I have done something wrong. I've broken a law. 
I've hurt somebody's feelings on purpose. I have done something. And if that's the case, and if it's healthy guilt, I can make amends and then I can take accountability, right, for my actions. I'm more able to do that because amends, when I make amends, it means change. So when I make amends, I am saying I'm willing to change my behavior. And I'm willing to change my behavior for myself first and then others. But if it's unhealthy guilt, which is most of what we carry, we feel guilty for being alive. We feel guilty for taking up space. We feel guilty for just being who we are because we haven't been encouraged, you know, to be able to express who we authentically are and be loved for it because we're trying to fit in and we're trying to please other people to get this love. And when we can understand why I'm feeling shame and guilt, why am I comparing myself? Asking ourselves these questions brings this awareness. And only in awareness can I change something and take responsibility and accountability for it, whether it's to myself or others. And in this case, we're talking about self-forgiveness. We have to have awareness first. And I'm talking about just kind of like a an observer, not beating yourself up for it, just noticing it. So again, we're going to ask ourselves, what do I feel guilty for? Then ask, is it a healthy guilt or unhealthy guilt? And you can refer to that podcast episode for that. You can ask, where do I feel shame? Is that healthy or unhealthy? And a reminder that guilt is something I feel that I've done wrong. And shame is about who I think I am, unworthy or unlovable, right? Not good enough. The interesting thing about shame is, did you know that most of our shame is not even ours? It was put upon us by society, by family, by religion, by all sorts of things. Because, you know, when you think about it, we aren't born feeling that we're worthless or that we don't matter. We're born knowing we are love. The second question that was asked, do we really have to forgive heinous acts that change who we are at our core? And my question back would be, how heavy is that within you? How much burden are you carrying holding on to someone else's actions? Now, this goes back to people thinking that forgiveness is about the other person. It sure feels like it when we feel like there's been a heinous act against us that we are victimized, right? Because we have been. Yet, when we are looking at what and who we can control, is it the other person? And do we want to continue to give them our precious energy so that we do not have anything left for ourselves? I don't know about you, but when I'm perplexed about something or mad at someone, I'm not able to be present at all. It's like having a fight with a spouse, like you're fighting in the car on the way to a gathering, and then you walk in the door, hey, hi, how are you, right? But you can't. You can't even really be there because you're still angry. Now, I want to say that remember and all of these cases, it's not about condoning bad behavior. When it comes to a heinous act, 
that we feel has changed us. It's not about condoning their behavior or excusing their actions at all. What it is, is saying that forgiveness is a release for you. It's letting go of that energy and freeing yourself from hanging on to all those heavy feelings, right? That go with it. And I'm not saying it's easy. It's kind of like me getting sober. Sobriety wasn't easy, but was it worth it? Absolutely. So we have to ask about this heinous act. How heavy is it? And what is it costing you to carry it? Because there's always a cost. When we hold on to any unforgiveness, it's a cost. It's a cost in our time, in our health, in our money, in our relationships. There's always a cost. So when we break it down into like a cost versus a benefit, we can look at it a couple different ways. Now, I have an exercise because you know I like exercises. So you can use this journal prompt and ask yourself, what is holding a judgment against myself or someone else costing me? Okay. Or what is it, this heaviness that I feel around this heinous act, what is it costing me? Now, we want to use a scale in this exercise of a scale from one to five, with one being a low cost, five being a high cost. I'm going to list off a couple categories that I would like you to write down when you're able to. And these are the areas that I want you to take a look at. Time. Number two is energy. Number three is money. Number four is emotionally. Number five is physically. Number six is mentally. Number seven, relationships. And the last one is your sanity. Okay? On a scale from one to five, with one being a low cost, five being a high cost, what is holding on to this heinous act or this heavy feeling or these judgments against someone else and yourself? What is it costing you? Okay, in your time, is it a low cost or a high cost? In your energy, is it a low cost or a high cost? Because whenever we're holding on to this uh, blaming, shaming, guilt around someone else, it weighs us down, not them. So it takes me away from my ability to make money. It takes me away from having the energy to, to create and have fun and actually be with other people. Emotionally, I feel depressed and anxious and I feel sick physically. Mentally, it takes up too much space. My relationships suffer. Therefore, my sanity, right, suffers. So it can be a high cost, but what is it for you? It may not be. But this is where we get to write it down because if we're just thinking about it, we can't do anything about this in our head. Write it down. Another journal prompt would be to ask yourselves, how will forgiving benefit me? So after we look at the cost, how can I benefit in these same areas by being willing to be willing, right, to forgive or to let go of this heaviness? How can I benefit in my time, energy, money, emotionally, physically, mentally, relationships, my sanity? What could it give you more of? 
more time to take care of yourself instead of seeking revenge or blaming the other person. More energy to go out with friends, maybe to start dating or start a business. Bring in more creativity because when we are locked in survival, because that's what happens when we're in that revenge mode and we feel like something's been done to us and we're stuck, there's no room for anything else but barely breathing. I think you get the picture. So ask yourself, how could you benefit? Now, I want you to remember, we're not condoning the action. We're not saying what this person did was right or that you weren't victimized. What we're doing is cutting off those cords that keep you tied to this heavy feeling. Because if I'm down in a hole, which that's what that is, right? This heavy feeling. How can I help myself or anybody else? And then maybe you are able to, when you can look at the cost and the benefit, come to a place of peace around this act that has changed you at your core. How has it changed you? Is it something that you feel you cannot forgive, yet you can go on living in a peaceful way? Being all that you are and not giving that person your precious energy? If that's the case, then this would be an example of forgiveness being a choice. A lot of people find that they need that forgiveness, that they can't get to that place of peace. But there are some people that choose that. Again, forgiveness is a choice. The third question that was asked, do we have to forgive ourselves before we can forgive others? Now, as you've heard me talk about, people find that forgiving of ourselves is the hardest because in our head, we've got the judge, the jury, the prosecutor, the defense attorney, the victim, the perpetrator. Jeez, that's a lot of people. They're all wanting to be heard, right? You can hear them all jabbering and talking at all. I mean, you've experienced this. I know you have. And so how do we differentiate these voices? And then we ask the question of, gosh, With all that in my head for self-forgiveness, who would be forgiving whom, right? So how we do this is we start outside of ourselves. This is my philosophy. And what I mean by that is through relationships. My belief is that relationships are for growth and healing. So we start outside of ourselves for forgiveness, for self-forgiveness, because I don't have to try to sort through all those voices in my head. I can take a look at, gosh, here's an example. Who's irritating me? And then we can use that a mirror analogy like I've talked about in another uh, podcast episode. And we can look at this relationship as a mirror. And as I look in this mirror, it helps me to heal myself by seeing the things that I have denied, repressed, and rejected about me. Right? So. There's an exercise that I give people, and you've probably heard me talk about it, and that's to think of someone that really irritates you. Write down five to ten things that irritates you about this person, whether they're selfish or a bully or that they treat people crappy or that they're dismissive. Then what we do is we turn it around and we go, ooh, first, am I doing that to other people? Am I doing that? But the big one here on the self-forgiveness, is where am I doing that to myself? This is a life changer right here. This is the biggest thing that my clients go, holy cow, what? I'm dismissive to myself? 
I bully myself. I'm crappy to myself. Oh my. It's simple and not simple, but it is really good so that we can start to learn to make amends to ourselves. And this is what I mean by all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. Relationships help us to uncover and discover the different parts of us that we've denied, repressed, and rejected. These are hidden in our unconscious and have been playing out for us through our beliefs and patterns until we are ready to reframe them. Which means that if I become willing to shift my perception around my stories and look at things from a different perspective, then I can see how all of these experiences can help me to find my purpose in life. It could actually help me move forward by seeing it from a different perspective. And that perspective is that maybe it happened for me and not to me. Now, this is a big jump and we don't start there because we have different phases, you know, that we need to go through. But at its basic level, it's about saying that, gosh, what can I learn from this experience and situation? How can I use this to help others bring more compassion and finding that purpose, like I mentioned, as we heal and help others heal? Now, we see this around us as far as people finding purpose out of tragedy. And that's one of the Mothers Against Drunk Drivers. And of late, we've heard a lot about parents going to legislation against the fentanyl after their children have died. This is not just about those big purposes, but it's also about just finding yours. It's about making room within yourself for your expression of you and your purpose. That's what forgiveness can make room for. And what I also want to share in this self-forgiveness part is that we're not broken. You're not broken. You do not need to be fixed. We do not need to be fixed. Now, certain segments of society would have us believe that, you know, they'll have us believe that, that we need to be fixed, which keeps us in a shame spiral. You're not broken. That's a misconception. What if you could see these beliefs and patterns as not who you are, yet rather that they are what you are here to learn through? This allows us to look at ourselves differently. We can look at ourselves through the eyes of love. So start to make note of how you talk to yourself. All of those, you know, not so loving phrases or things that you do or say. I encourage you to spend a day or two jotting down everything. You know, if you've ever done a weight program, right, they make you write down everything you eat or write it on an app. Just start to write down everything you say to yourself and then take that list and say, okay, what would an opposite thing be? Just one. What can I say to myself? Right? When I start to hear that voice, because sometimes we don't even hear it at first. We have to create an awareness. And that's what I'm helping you do here by saying, okay, let's make an intention of awareness of what we say to ourselves. This is a practice to tune into that voice that's been loud our whole life, right? It's a practice to notice that because that voice isn't very nice. At least mine's not. 
But we can quiet that voice down and we can strengthen our real self voice, which happens to be much nicer. You know, this whole thing, I don't know if we're ever really rid of all of these things, but we sure can learn to manage them better because we are all on this journey together. Number four question was, how do you forgive people that are no longer with us? And I really like this question because, you know, I wasn't sober when my mom died and we had a little rocky relationship, right? I mean, I drank for a reason and I had a lot of hurt, a lot of abandonment, a lot of betrayal happened from her. And so when I started this forgiveness process, she was one of the first people on my forgiveness list that I wanted to work on because even though we weren't in a good place when she died, I was drunk. And then by the time I did this forgiveness work, I was sober and I was feeling bad about that. And what we find in this work is that a lot of our beliefs and patterns, right, go back to our parents, either one of them or both of them. And in the radical forgiveness work, we look at it as our parents are the ones that give us the biggest lessons in life. They give us the biggest experiences to grow through. Our parents on a spiritual level are the ones that love us the most. And this is my belief through radical forgiveness. They love us the most to be the meanest to us. I know that sounds weird. But, you know, there's other people, too, that show up in our lives. But our parents give us this foundation for how we can grow through it to get to the other side of it to fall in love with ourselves, which is what I believe we are here to do. So, you know, I ask, okay, so how do I forgive my mother? Well, through the radical forgiveness work, we have these worksheets. And but we also have these other processes. And what I encourage people to do is start by writing a letter to whoever it is, a mother for me, right? Or the dead person, write them a letter. And a lot of people will say to me, yeah, 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 I've done that. No, maybe not this way. In this letter, you're going to be the total victim. You are going to blast them with everything they've done to you and you're going to get it all out. Just write pages after pages or type or however you want to do it. Now, some people who don't like to write, you know, you can go outside, um, well, unless you have neighbors, and maybe go into the woods, scream it, right? Just whatever it is to get it out of the body and allow your feelings to come up, allow them, cry, be angry, all of that. And then as you settle down, you can bring in this compassion and empathy. Give yourself a day or so, right, or two. But then you can bring in compassion and empathy and say, well, okay, maybe this person's had a hard life, whatever you knew about that person, right? Maybe they had a hard life. Maybe they were abused. For me, this part was really valuable because I didn't know about my mom's past. She never talked about it. So I didn't know if she was hurt or wounded, but I could pretty much guess by her behavior that she was. So I decided after I gave time in between writing the first letter and bringing in the compassion, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be willing to be willing to forgive you. Willing to be willing to be willing to forgive you because I wasn't quite ready yet because it doesn't happen overnight. But what you'll feel is a freedom because you've gotten everything out that you wanted to say to this person 
that you can't right in front of them like they were here. You can also do this in meditation with the person. See them in your mind's eye. Or if you can't picture, like some people can't, you know, have a photo of them that you can use and tell them everything you feel, all your hurt and all your anger, allowing yourself all the while to feel the feelings that you're able to feel. You know, the other exercise that also helps in this case is the two chairs. You sit in one chair and you imagine them in the other chair. This is a powerful exercise. You tell them everything you want them to know about what they caused you. Then you switch chairs and you have them say something back to you and you picture yourself in the other chair. Okay, we can do this for not only people who are dead, but we can also do it for people who it's not safe to be around, that we want to feel some freedom, some lightness in our energy around. After allowing ourselves to tell our story and feel our feelings, Then you bring in the compassion and understanding what they may have gone through in life, right? And then again, be willing to say to yourself, after you feel that, okay, how do I want to move forward? And what do I want to bring in? Because as you have expressed yourself, you have emptied out. And we want to fill that back up with some really good energy and we want feelings for how you want to move forward without the heaviness of somebody else's energy. In the radical forgiveness work, we do an extra step and we look at it from a different perspective. So number five, question number five, how do you deal with justified resentments, especially when someone else's heinous lies still impact your life, career, and reputation in the present? So this is a heavy one. And what I'm going to say is that I'm so sorry. It's what I said to this person. I'm so sorry that happened to you. And then I'm also going to say that everything is forgivable. That what we want to do is we want to look at the fact of how it is impacting us. How is it impacting your life? Okay. How is it impacting those categories we talked about earlier, your time, your energy, your money, your relationships. Because just because someone else did something, okay, the more we hold on to it, the more it will impact our life. Does that make sense? We ask, is there anything I can control or not control about this? Because this is the thing. This is taking responsibility. If I'm allowing these hurts, these things to still penetrate and infiltrate my life, why am I holding on to it? What am I getting from it? What's the benefit of me staying in a place that someone is still causing me pain? What's the benefit of me holding on to this pain? If it's still impacting me today, who is it really impacting? If I'm carrying the story, if I'm carrying the pain, I'm emanating that out in my energy field. So more people are going to come to me with that same story and they're going to make the pain continue. Does that make sense? So whatever I'm holding, whatever energy this is, right? If we're looking in the mirror, I know I sound redundant here, but this is really valuable. 
What is it that I'm to be learning from this experience? Where can I take responsibility for myself? Even though, yes, it is heinous. Yes, I was a victim or I was victimized, right? I was victimized, but do I need to stay a victim of it? What parts of this am I willing to forgive and let go? Let me understand about myself. Let me create awareness around this story. What's holding me in this story? And then, are there other people around me feeding the story? So at this point in time, I'm going to need a pattern interrupt. And that's what radical forgiveness gives. Or any kind of action opposite of what you are going through is a pattern interrupt. So where can I release myself of this heaviness? These are some questions to ask. Where else is this kind of action, these feelings that I'm feeling, where else has this happened in my life? How far back can I go? Because I'm going to guarantee you, it is a pattern. Now, it may not be remember the exact mirror. So when we're looking in the mirror, remember it's like a funhouse mirror where you know how you look at those and you look, they're a little warped and you look taller or shorter. But it's here where we take a look. When we're really ready, we're going to take a look in the mirror. And again, there's another podcast episode about that. Because what can I learn from this? Where else has this happened? And am I ready to make a change? That's what forgiveness is about. Am I ready to do it differently? Because this is some heavy stuff that we carry. And I'm not saying that forgiveness is easy, but I am saying that it's not impossible. What forgiveness does is makes it a bit simpler. When we become willing to be willing to be willing, right? Just to open ourselves up, it makes a difference. Remember, forgiveness isn't about condoning bad behavior from ourselves or others, right? That we can be both the victim and the perpetrator. Forgiveness is learning to know ourselves better and accept ourselves, shadow and all. That's how we can have the compassion, the love, that peace of mind and heart that we are all seeking. I hope that you received something from these questions that were asked. I know this is heavy for a lot of us, and I'm here to help enlightening our load around forgiveness so that hopefully that we can define it differently for ourselves. That's, that's my mission here, is to be able to help us learn to live a forgiveness lifestyle, to help us learn to love ourselves by forgiving ourselves and accepting ourselves, because it's only there that we can then create a forgiving world. Take care. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did enjoy it, would you do me a favor and share this episode and then follow us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss one episode of the Forgive Yourself podcast, where every Friday you will get tips, tools, and stories so that you can turn your pain into peace. Take care.